Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Please remain standing for a reading from the Gospel of John 10, 22 through 30. The time came for the festival of dedication in Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple, walking in the covered porch named for Solomon. The Jewish opposition circled around him and asked, how long will you test our patience? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, but you don't believe me. The works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you don't believe because you aren't my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never die and no one will snatch them from my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them from my father's hand. I and the father are one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There are moments in our lives where we're unable to grasp certain concepts or really connect with the lessons that are being taught to us. This is because there are times when we're frustrated because we can't fully understand something and then we refuse to experience that which is being taught to us. We oftentimes prefer to be taught the easy way, having something explained to us plainly. Earlier in the 10th chapter of John, Jesus uses the metaphor to explain that by following him, the people will be following God. Jesus describes himself as a shepherd and his followers as sheep. He explains that any who came before him or tried to offer salvation through any means other than God were only trying to exploit them. He preached that only those who pass through him will be saved and will freely go out into the world and find a pasture. Jesus' lessons had caused a split within the Jewish population. A portion of them were angry with his message because they couldn't understand what he meant. Yet, however, there were some who had heard of his miracles and had given deeper meaning to the thought behind his teachings. In the verse, during the festival of Hanukkah, a group of Jewish people crowd around him and tell him to stop trying their patience. And I quote, if you're the Messiah, then to tell us plainly. The point of the story is that there are points in our lives where things are difficult to understand and we become frustrated with that when things are veiled behind hidden meanings and metaphors like most of Jesus' teachings are. I think some of the best lessons, though, in life are explained as Jesus taught the shepherd metaphor. When we're called to search for an answer, we're forced to think about whatever we've been given to understand, and we're supposed to experience it in order to gain real understanding of what that means. I've had an experience similar to that when this year in school I took, well, I'll say it was a hard math class. I took pre-calculus this year, and just like the Jewish opposition to Jesus, I was frustrated because I couldn't understand it. And to be really honest, I'm terrible at math, so. The material was dull and difficult to understand, and the teacher wasn't always easy to work with, as, Jesus, well, as the Jewish people viewed Jesus in this story. Like them, I didn't really feel like I could understand what my teacher was teaching me, and I was frustrated the entire year. Over and over again, though, my teacher would only give me so much help and would force me to understand the material on my own. And only now do I realize that the point of that was to make me really understand it so I could 
experience it on a deeper level and really get the math. And even though I've had few successes in the class this year, I did come out of it with two important bits of wisdom, though. When God calls you to understand something, don't shy away from it. Hear what he's telling you and experience it. Because whatever the outcome is, it will almost certainly lead you to knowledge that will make you a better person in one way or other. And the other thing I learned was, if possible, avoid taking a hard math class. <laughs> there are times in our lives when God calls us to understand what he is teaching us. And even when things become difficult, don't get frustrated. Keep going and God will almost certainly open your eyes to something amazing. Thank you. In this scripture, everyone wants Jesus to tell them what to do, but he already had, just the Jews didn't listen. This makes Jesus disappointed in these Jews. This is similar to when kids don't listen to their moms. They don't know where their shoes are or where they're going after school because they don't listen to their mothers. The Jewish opposition did not know what to do either because they did not listen to Jesus. I remember one day I put my backpack on the floor in the middle of the living room. My mom told me to go put it up, but I didn't listen. She asked me a second time, and I still didn't listen. She didn't say anything else, but when I went into the living room, I tripped over the bag and fell flat on my face. <laughs> the same thing is with Jesus in this scripture. The Jewish opposition does not listen to Jesus, and they say, tell us plainly, when really the only reason they do not know what to do is because they did not listen. They were not the sheep of Jesus because they were not listening to what Jesus told them. They tripped over the bag because they did not listen enough to know to put it up. You know, there are many similarities between mothers and Jesus. Sometimes they don't get listened to, we couldn't be here without either of them, and they both give us eternal love. Your mothers and Jesus will love you through anything. Even if you don't listen, which you should, to your mothers and Jesus, they will still love you. Jesus takes it one step farther. He offers to give us eternal life. The ones that listen to Jesus will be given life everlasting. It's one thing to trip over a bag, but it's another to turn down the possibility of eternal life just because we don't listen to the Son of God like the Jewish opposition did. Jesus and mothers have one more thing in common. They want you to live the best life possible. They all want to guide you on the right path. When you don't listen to Jesus, you don't know what path to go on. And when you don't listen to your mothers, you fall flat on your face. So I'm going to try not to face plant. I'm going to listen more to Jesus and listen more to my mother. I will let them tell me where to go and what to do. And hopefully they will guide me on the best path. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in church today. Thank you. As a person, it's natural for us to want a plain and simple answer. <coughs> Sorry. It's always easier to understand something if it's given to us plainly. We prefer the black and white rather than having the gray space in between. However, sometimes the most important answers can be found in that gray space. But not knowing the answer and not getting the answer from the plain black and white can be frustrating. Oftentimes, when God is talking to us, it's coming from the gray or that unknown type of place. It's not usually black and white. Sometimes the gray space fades away when you have a pure 
and good relationship with God, and finding that answer that God gives will seem more black and white. In the scripture reading today, Jesus says that we don't believe. What, why don't we believe? Is it because we think we don't hear the answer, or we have a hard time hearing the answer, or is it because we can't see him? Is it because it isn't always black and white? I think that a lot of times it might be because we aren't adequately listening. Little do we know, God is actually at work in our lives before we even realize it. But then we get frustrated because we are in that gray space and everything is in black and white and that weakens our relationship with God. But how do we fix that? How do we have a good relationship with God? We can do this by truly accepting him in our lives. God is like the wind. You can't see the wind. You can't see God either. But when you feel the wind, you know it's there. When you feel God's presence, you know it. But you have to believe in him and you have to accept that he is there. I remember during my confirmation here, I think it was Amber Lee who was telling everyone about when she first accepted God. She was talking about how emotional her and she and her friends were. It was she and her friends were, and they were crying. For me, I honestly thought I wouldn't react that way. I was kind of like, oh, it's not a big deal. You're just accepting Jesus. But I was wrong. I go to Epworth-by-the-Sea every summer, which is a South Georgia Methodist camp. And this past summer, we had a speaker whose name was coincidentally Summer. The last night, she was talking about feeling Jesus and truly accepting him, and that's when I accepted Jesus into my life. Everyone was crying and hugging each other and praying. It was kind of crazy, but it was amazing to see God in every single person. On that day, he became more black and white to me. I can still find him in the gray, but that day, I could hear and feel him. It was like feeling the wind on a very windy day. In the scripture today, it says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never die, and no one will snatch them from my hands. When it says, my sheep, listen to my voice, that doesn't mean you are literally going to hear a voice calling out to you, answering your prayers. Jesus' voice comes in many different forms, through other people, and sometimes things like what you are reading in school, maybe a character in a book or a TV show, or someone you know is going through the same thing you are. For example, one time I was really down in the dumps, and I was praying about it. A few weeks later, I went to Wildlife, which is like a youth group from my school, and the leader there gave her little mini-sermon, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. I think that you not only have to listen for Jesus and accept Jesus, but you have to follow him. You have to let him understand you. It has to be a two-way relationship. It's the same way with your peers. You can't have a healthy relationship with anyone where there's only one person doing all the work. Letting him understand you will make it easier to notice when he's trying to talk to you. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. If you really feel like God isn't answering, listen harder and look harder. Things like accepting Jesus in your life, praying, and just strengthening your relationship with God, it all goes hand in hand. That gray space will always be there, but being able to have a strong relationship with God makes it easier to understand the message coming from the gray space. And how do we do that? We truly accept Jesus into our lives. Once we do that, we follow him. We have to listen for him in the gray and in the black and white. He's always there. But if we accept him, follow him, and listen to him, we will be able to better realize that he is with us and hearing what he is trying to say to us will be way easier. It makes our lives easier and it makes him happy. God wants us to be able to know what he's trying to say. We want to know what he's saying to us. We have to let him in. I promise you it's way easier than you think. And all God's people said, amen.
A couple years ago, I was interviewing a young family who was seeking to join this church, and I asked them, why do you want to join Sandy Springs United Methodist Church? And it was after a youth Sunday, because they said, they said they wanted to join because they see the way that youth and children are nurtured in the faith in this church. And that has been evident today through the way the youth have led us in worship. So thank you to our ushers, musicians, <laughs> preachers, liturgists, acolytes. Thank you for leading us in worship and showing us the way that we can hear the shepherd's voice. And thank you, Reverend Gray, for your leadership of our youth as well in preparing worship for us and for them as well. Thank you. As you go out into the world today, take this blessing with you. May the peace of Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our arms. And may the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.